When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 18. Hi. Lucky Chai. Yes. This is a very, very special episode to me. My, so name's, my name's Turner Sparks. I'm Kaplan. Mordechai Kaplan, in honor of l- lucky number Chai. Morde- what is Chai? What does that it's mean? the lucky number for the Jews, 18. 18 is the lucky so number? Whenever you get like a gift, whenever Jews want to be charitable or give a wedding gift or a bar mitzvah gift especially, we always do denominations of 18. Really? And, uh, Wait, you have to know how to divide by 18? Yeah, that's why we're so good at math. Genius. And of course, like... If like a, a chair, like a baseline, like a charity, you don't want to give that much to, but you want yeah. to contribute. So like eighteen dollars, which of course means you're drip, like it'll be probably twenty five dollars to somebody else who doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like we're like eighteen or thirty six or. That scene is a good deed. Yeah, yeah. A mitzvah. So the ultimate Kaplan uh, number is one forty four because it's both the Syracuse lucky number, and it's divisible by eighteen. So <laughs> I love giving people gifts of one forty four. Also, Omri, Omri Caspi, the Sacramento Kings, number eighteen. Oh, all right. I never knew why. I might have to switch my Twitter handle. That's why, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm back. I'm back in New York. You are. This is it. I'm currently in Long Island we're, City. We're oh, no. We you, are. you might hear the, the pattering in the background of, of uh, Dog of the Pod, Pancakes, Kaplan. We're, yeah. we're in my apartment. We were thrown out of our... We'll get to it later during our sponsor break, but we, we might have had a... We might have been thrown out of our studios. Yeah, we've been railing on on uh, Ants. It's a great app, but um, we might have gone too far. We might have gone too far. They kicked us out of the studio, so we're gonna go back. Well, hopefully, we'll be back next week. We might have to grovel a little bit, but yeah, we might have to grovel. We may have to repent. We might have to kiss the ring. Kiss the Ikram, ring. Ikram's ring. <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. But so for now, we are. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing a remote remote pod, and uh, <laughs> we got lots to talk about. We got to talk. We're gonna talk about what's happening, what's coming up in season two later. We're gonna to get to my um, Obamacare. What's Wait. going on with that? I think we gotta we gotta to get to we, since we missed him. There's a lot of holidays. We didn't do special episodes for Martin Luther King Day. Very or true. For Holocaust Remembrance Day. <laughs> Very or true. What else do we miss? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that might be it. Yeah, it's it's a big day, Holocaust Remembrance. My brother's day. wife's birthday. It's- Oh, exactly. Anna Sparks' birthday was in there. Anna Sparks' happy birthday, so there's a lot to get to. And we have to find out about about Teddy. Did Teddy get into school? Did he he pass the test to get into kindergarten? We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. But for now, I want to do Lost in America, because I'm back. I was gone for five weeks, and I'm lost again. I am actually genuinely lost again. So should we play the music? Play the music. Play the music.
here's what it is. Okay, so I got off the plane um, last night, and uh, I have to do stand-up tonight. I haven't done stand-up in America in like six weeks. Oh, everything's changed, so. It, no, not even kidding. I left <laughs> January 1st. Yeah, you left when it was still okay to joke about Trump, and then now you're, I don't know what's gonna. Is it okay? Yeah. That's my question. Oh, boy. I don't know. Because Trump has genuinely affected my life. Why am I shells right now? Well, here's, okay, but I want to actually ask you this, because my wife is trying to get into America right now. We're in the middle of the green card process, right? Right, so we should be praising Trump. <laughs> I guess we should be praising, but his, whatever, everything that's happening is genuinely affecting she's my life. She's not from Somalia or Sudan, right? Her passport? No, she's not, but I the mean, more, <laughs> more other countries he bans, the quicker we go up the list. Oh, it's actually good for so you. So we yes. can get in quicker, yeah. yeah. Right, we need to get, well, need, this six is not, I definitely start. cannot mention that at the New York no, And that bit you do about the Mexico, Indiana, the wall thing. The building the wall around Indiana. Yeah. I don't think we can do that I, anymore. I don't know, you might want to. So like yeah. half my material's gone. Well, suss out your audience. Look it over. See how you know. And I'm see so the here's is. the thing. I'm Ask hosting. I'm hosting a show at the New York Comedy Club. That means I'm on first. Yeah. So I can't even sit back and watch what other comics do. And I have all this material about trying to get my wife into America. What's <laughs> happening now? I think I can still do that. You can do that. It's yeah, personal. It's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so maybe you can make some jokes about her terrorist past. Yeah. Nope. Oh. Let's right. <laughs> talk about that. We may have just lost our sponsor. Oh no! All right. <laughs> so yeah, lot, lot, so much has happened because I left like January first, basically. Yeah. Big stuff's happening here. We've got a new president since then. Bigger. I got something bigger. It's been my sister's birthday. I got even something bigger. Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> I, I, you know. What? What else? So, like, how have you? What? How have you? I mean, Martin Luther King Day. To just to my kids were upset because they were off school. And they thought, I was like, yeah, we're on the King Day. It's a holiday. And they're like, oh, we want presents. We want presents. You want presents? And I was like, kids, if anyone's getting presents on Martin Luther King Day, it's, it's not going to be little white Jewish kids. Okay? <laughs> and then I was like, that could be an idea. Because everyone talks about reparations. No, controversial. <laughs> but if we just gave presents, presents. Yeah, if we just gave presents to black kids, that would be like a nice thing we could do. <laughs> and as a society, instead, just a little, you know, a little, little thing. That was one idea. That my it, my kids had that idea, really. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I was I was not going to go there. But I was going to say this: is the bigger news, the bigger than that, even. Yeah. If you look around this apartment, you see there's a TV. Yes. But you see, like, it's a lot of emptiness. We're in Kaplan's apartment. Cap yeah, I've been saying? here for over a year. We are getting an entertainment center finally. <laughs> That's the biggest. That's news? the biggest news. It's like. It's very, it's very, you know, like my wife, uh, it's like, she's like looking at this thing every day. This thing makes her angry. Wait, uh, can crap. I ask this an honest question? Yeah. How is, you have a TV, you have, um, a DVD player, you have a cable box. How is this not an, inter what is an entertainment Well, because thing? like we have this like piece of crap, like thing that it just stuff sits on. Yeah. And, um, so it's just, I don't know. I don't care. I'm a guy, but like she's a decorator. So this is like a fencer, the way the setup is here. So we're getting like a whole thing with, uh, you know, the whole plan is to get a thing that has shelves. So you can put books, which, you know, I like books and put all the other stuff. I don't know. Looks okay. Good. Substantial. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is for a long time, there's been like plans of having someone make it or buy it from some place and they cost like thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes. So eventually... The, the, what's the word? The rubber hit the road or whatever? Like, what's that saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rubber and, hit the road. And uh, Randy had to... Uh, Shit hit the fan? It? It's like to get what she wanted to get passed through Congress, she had to come to terms with the fact that we had to go to Ikea to get it. Because that was the only place where the money was going to work. Well, also, isn't her job, like, home... 
decorating. Right. So she likes to have nice stuff because so it's a reflection be, of her. She's anti-IKEA, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, she's not into IKEA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this piece of crap that she hates is actually from IKEA many years ago, but... This is like a chef going to get their food at, like, Walmart. <laughs> exactly. Or something. So, um, we... Well, whatever. She found something that she thought was suitable for now. Yeah. Whatever. So, and then, you know, we decided to take a family trip to Ikea because then, bam, we got, we're getting our entertainment center and we're getting something to do for the day. <laughs> Going to Ikea. Oh, they, yeah, they got uh, hot yeah. dogs. They may even have mini hot dogs. They have, yeah, and they have food that's very cheap. They that's do. What it's good. Out. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. now we're it's cutting ahead, but we drive to Ikea. Um, we get there and it's like, we got there Super Bowl Sunday. You win on Super Bowl. Oh, before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like. I don't know what, but it was like crazy. It's like always crazy there. It's like you're just uh, parking. Everything's a headache. But you yeah. get in there and they have um, we got to eat first, right? Because you mentioned the little hot dogs, whatever. Eat they, first. They have a big cafeteria, a big mess hall. Yep, they do right? a mess hall. <laughs> it's a big mess hall. <laughs> and the food's really cheap. It's like I guess they want it to be cheap to get you to be in a good mood. Yeah. So I take, the, I take Teddy up there first. Randy gets a table. And I get him, he, you know, they, there's a sign that says pasta, macaroni and cheese. So I go to the woman and said, I'll get a pot, one pasta, one macaroni and cheese. We don't have pasta. So, oh, yeah, macaroni and cheese. She's like, I said we don't have pasta. So I was like, <laughs> having a semantics test. I'm like, yes, I guess macaroni and cheese is pasta, but I was saying pasta and macaroni and cheese. It's two different things. They're two different things. That, that I ordered it. So I'm like, oh, yeah. so what do you have? And she said, we have chicken fingers and we have meatballs. So I got him, I got Teddy a kid's chicken fingers. And then I was like, and another kid's chicken fingers. And she look, looks me dead in the eye like I'm some, like, trying to pull a fast one on her. And she's like, <laughs> you mean one adult chicken fingers or one kid's? Like, I'm trying to get a kid's oh, meal Oh, like, you're trying to get a kid's meal for you? I was you? like, no, I have another child. They're at the table. Well, it's doesn't a- it... Okay, can I ask a question about the kid's meal? Yes. It's smaller. Right. It, it's less food, so it should be cheaper price. Right. It wasn't like... So and, who cares what age the person is? And it doesn't come is. with a prize. Do you have to show an ID? To yeah. Get I mean, I, well, a lot of places do have that. Like, you do have to show ID? Not, I not show ID, but they say like 10 and under or something under. Really? And I mean, yeah, if you do drive through or to go, how do they know? But like, who cares? Yeah. So, well, whatever. She gives, she gives in to the first one. And then I want to order for myself. So I say, I'll have an order of short ribs. Because there's a thing, it's a short ribs, $8.99, which seems, that's like the high-end item there. But that yeah, seems yeah, like a good yeah. deal for short ribs. I bet they're good. She gives me this, like, nasty look. She goes, I said we only had pasta. Oh, I said we only had chicken fingers and meatballs. <laughs> so, like, again, I was talking about the kids' meal earlier. I wasn't going through the whole menu because there's salmon. So, so, like, everything's false advertising. There's salmon. They don't have it. So then I get meatballs, chicken meatballs. For Rabbit McDreamy, I did not get the sweet, the, the sweet <laughs> meatballs that have pork. Uh, that, that that mess hall, as you say. Did you go to the one in my neighborhood? It's oh, Red, in Red Hook. Is that your Red name? Hook? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing. Oh, and yeah, it has a great view of the Statue of Liberty, which I showed to the kids. I was okay. sitting there. I was so depressed. Like the first couple weeks I was here, I was didn't I barely you know I barely knew anybody. Right. I'm hanging out by myself. And I, all I'm doing every day is like buying stuff for the apartments. It's a completely empty apartment. Right. I'm going, I'm at, I spend all day, this one day, all day in Ikea. And I have to like return stuff to Ikea. I go back. I'm just sitting there so depressed, eating these Swedish meatballs, looking down at <laughs> my plate. And I look over and what do I see? The Statue of Liberty welcoming me to the United States of America. And that's I said, you know what? Got to start a podcast. And that's how we started. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't I told the kids that story. <laughs> yeah. Because Teddy's really interested in the Statue of Liberty, which... Teddy is very Trump-like in that he gets, uh, like, very sure of himself and doesn't admit when he's wrong. Sure. So that's, that's why he's a big fan of the oh, president. Oh, okay, yeah. But, um, so he's looking at the Statue of Liberty, which I don't, and he's, you know, 
starts telling me it's the biggest building in the world. That's the biggest. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think it's the biggest building in the world. And he's like, that's it is. It's the big. I'm like, well, it might be the biggest building of a person, the biggest statue in the world, is it? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 yeah, it was the second biggest, but then when we beat Saddam and they told that, tore down yeah, the yeah. statue, now it's the biggest. Oh, okay. I'll tell him that because he does know where Iraq <laughs> is. He learned on his globe. But anyway, so we have our meal. It took like 17 hours because we got like desserts because they were cheap. I was going to try these delicacies of like a Swedish cake and this and we go there's the other reason why i was excited is they have a playroom you can drop your kids off yeah i've seen that yeah it's really cool so we go and we're in line and it's like the longest line and i swear to god everybody in the line was either muslim or orthodox jew okay and us and i'm really excited because i'm looking around, and i don't know so if nobody's eating the meatballs nobody's eating the meatballs <laughs> yeah. the three dollars of meatballs exactly so i was getting excited because i'm like wanting to like i'm like i could create like a meme like of like Oh, kids playing together! Isn't this so beautiful? Oh like, yeah, I'm exactly. Looking at, I'm looking at it this way, and uh, the, but the, the one thing I was last thing I was gonna say is they give you a slip when you check your kid in. Okay. They give you like a beeper. Yeah. Uh, and a slip, like okay. it's like a coat check. <laughs> and I'm really bad at I get nervous every time we do a coat check because yeah. I'm always like I'm gonna lose my coat or or I'm gonna lose the parking ticket and have to pay the most money. Like I I'm really yeah. bad at losing things, and so too. I'm like, what if I lose this ticket? Like, do they? How do you like you have to prove the kids yours? Like what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like what if Teddy's just give me a wise ass and be like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> and then I have a beeper and it's like it's almost like when you're at a restaurant, the beeper. Like I'm like, are they gonna beat me if Teddy's like causing trouble? Like I don't know. Wait, do you do this? Because I lose things all the time too. This is was another reason why this is called Lost and Break. We both lose stuff. Right. Always. Do you I all anytime there's any like slip or any code check, I immediately give it to my wife. I usually do that, and then she'll get annoyed with me, and I'll be like, "I know, I'm me like, too." But come on, you, you have know to what's know. Happen here. Yeah, you have to know your faults. Yeah, yeah. know what you're bad at. Uh, right? Exactly, exactly. So, um, like putting things together from IKEA, she knows I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So we're paying for assembly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same. So yeah. So th- that, all right, but, but you made it out alive. We made it out alive. Uh, it's um, it was quite a uh, quite a day, and it's really the last thing I'll say is it was Super Bowl Sunday. The IKEA reception isn't terrible if you have to make bets. Like, so <laughs> okay. It's okay. There's no Wi-Fi, or I, but I was able to get some bets in. I wasn't able to get some in, but I would have lost those, so it's a good thing. How'd you do on your bets? Eh, I had the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> so that was a uh, rough game. It was a rough game. I feel like I, I should have won, so I'm not upset because when you you make the right bet, you feel like I, I picked the right team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have won that game, but. I'm with you. All right, anyway, should, should so, we get to our sponsor? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, our sponsor, like I say that in quotations because we're not even in their studios anymore. We're booted. Yeah. But I think we're, I got a good feeling season two, we're going to get back. Right. Is this season two? This, is, this, this is, is our it? last episode of season one. All right, this is the yeah. finale. This is it. We're wrapping up everything. All the storylines are story wrapped lines. up. No yeah. cliffhangers. No cliffhangers, except maybe whatever happens with Ents. We'll figure that out. Right, that's our season one to season two cliffhanger. Exactly. We, I think we should back up and say, this. we were supposed to go to the Ents studios this morning to record this podcast. Yes. I was getting ready to meet you there. I was very excited because there's a new balance store, as we've just talked about right there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to buy new shoelaces because Pancakes has destroyed another pair of my new balance shoes. And uh, then you get you call me up and you're very grave tone in your voice. Yeah. And you said, I got some news. Ikram, Ikram, no dice. Ikram said no. They're recording the No Offense Pod, I think. <laughs> yeah, they have this other podcast going on. Yeah. No Offense Pod. We're coming after you, No Offense yeah, Pod. Yeah, they got like... So, so anyway, far. we're gonna I don't, yeah, like you said, we might have to repent. We have we're gonna have to do something when we get back over there next yeah. week. But yeah. um, anyway, for now, 
they do. We want to get Ikram on because this might be they our a new branch. update. This is how about this is our, our olive branch All to right. Ikram. We say Ikram, come on the pod. You can tell us about your new update. All right, is that 2. a good 6. idea? Two point six is out. I think it means you can. What is it? we were just looking it up? It means you can follow people specifically now. It's becoming like a <laughs> a real like big time app. Yes, yes. We're our other olive branches next week. We're gonna actually read up on what all the updates do, so we <laughs> yeah. can say them without promising things that aren't true. Um, but it is uh, it ends, baby. I think you can search better now. And there's like you can create channels now. You can follow people specifically, so yeah. you can follow us. Lost We're America. gonna be there at Lost in America, not lo- not LOA, Lost in America. Yeah. And I'm gonna put Kaplan as a subtitle, and yeah, E N S E. It's in the App Store. Get ants. You can listen. You can listen to people, or you can you can uh, send out your own answers. You can do five minute, up to five minute um, uh, audio recordings and send them out. So sweet. All right, ants, baby. Ants uh, now. <laughs> Should we get to me? Why not? You're All here. All right, let's do it. Get to our guest. That's <laughs> pretty nice. All right, welcome back. First thing I want to say is um, before we get to basketball game, I went to a CBA basketball game. Sunday night, not the not the American defunct Isaiah Thomas ran them out of business CBA. No, not the CBA, the former minor league yes. American League, but the Chinese Basketball Association. I went to a game in Shanghai with a couple other comedians, Drew Freilich, okay. Storm Shu, Storm, uh, my wife, Drew's wife. We all went. Um, so I'm going to talk about that in a second. But before that, what we got to talk about is season, season two is going to be big. What we're doing, what we've had so far, we've had great season one's been awesome, great guests. Uh, we've gotten, we're averaging like 650, 700 listeners yeah. per episode, which is our, great. Our ratings are better than Celebrity Apprentice. Uh-huh, you way better than Take that, Arnold. Take that, uh-huh. Arnold. But 700 is good, but what we want you guys, we're going to ramp it up now. We're going big. We're going into the thousands. Let's go for a thousand. And the, well, we're going thousands, multi, hundred thousand, hundred million. The way we're doing hundred that, million. hundred million, <laughs> the way we're doing that. Yeah, how are we doing that? We're doing challenges. So you, our listeners now, what we need you guys to do, recommend challenges to us. Anything that we can do. Somebody's already recommended I get a perm and wear it for a week. Somebody's recommended we go to Canada and we try to get people to sign up for um, Make Canada Great Again. I, I want to interrupt because I've seen some of the, the recommendations you showed me in our fan mail section. Yeah. And uh, we should stipulate. Yes. No hate crimes. We will not do hate because I've had we've had some people who recommended like going to a mosque and shooting pro, pro Trump stuff. Yeah, Storm Shu, <laughs> Shanghai comedian, Chinese comedian, suggested we go to a mosque. Yeah, we are not going to any and mosque. we're not and no gay stuff and no gay stuff because we've had some things that are uh, borderline recommendations. Yeah. So but we want you guys to recommend stuff to us. Hit us on um, Lost in America Pod on Twitter. Letter in. You can email me at Turner at KungFuComedy.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, our Facebook page. Like our Facebook page while you're at it. And give us suggestions. We'll read the suggestions on the air next week. And if we get 1,000 listeners for an episode, we'll, do, we'll figure out which one we're going to do. If we get 2,000, what are we going to do? 5,000, what are we, all the way up, right? Right. I might do a temporary tattoo at a thousand or something. Cap will do a temporary <laughs> two weekend, baby. Yeah, because I had—I mean, I was at a birthday party of the weekend, and my daughter came up to me and said those words you never want to hear. 
Uh, I just got a tattoo. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was, uh, it was a you know temporary one. Cap, so. you got to get a two week visible two week henna tattoo. What does that mean? Well, you know what a henna tattoo? No. It's a tattoo that stays on you for like two weeks. But, but you got to get it visible, like visible. on your neck, on my or neck. On your face. A tramp stamp. Yeah, a tramp <laughs> stamp would be good. Someone suggested we get a Trump stamp, tramp stamp. Uh, Which, I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to do that. It would be amazing to wear, like, a Make America Great Again tattoo, visible in New York for, like, a week. See how long to get your, your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. I have life insurance, so maybe I would do something hey, like that. Hey, pretty good. Do yeah. it for the life insurance. Do it for my family, yeah. Yeah. So, we're, so, we, so that's it. Send us in stuff. But now, all right, I want to tell you about this basketball game, because I'm a fan. You're a fan. I'm in Shanghai. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to a hoops game, baby. Right. Storm Shoe is a comedian friend of mine, Storm Shoe. He's a big basketball fan. He's been trying to get me to go to games forever. Storm, getting a lot of shout outs this week. Yeah, <laughs> Shang- in Shanghai. So we go to see the Shanghai, your Shanghai Sharks. That's my team, right? That's you. That's me. We got a big, we're 28 and 5 this year. Wow. We, the last Isn't time, there a Suzhou team? There's no Suzhou team. A city of like 6 million people, they don't have a team? 9 million people. Nine million no people. team, no team. They're building a stadium for a soccer team now. Huh, but like there's a, no. The LA of. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. There's no basketball team. I would compare it to like New Jersey, but New Jersey even has like the Giants over there. Do teams move ever? Is anyone threatening to move to Suzhou? Or no, no <laughs> one moves. People don't move. Uh, they could try to get a new team, but it's not happening. Basically, the way you can get a team in China, most of these teams, like there's a team in Nanjing, which is two hours from me. I tried to go to a game there one time. Turns out they don't play in Nanjing. They play at like a factory that the owner owns like an hour <laughs> outside of Nanjing. Just on the ground. He literally built a right. little he stadium. He built it for his own private amusement. Yeah, on his factory grounds. And that's what most where most of these teams play. Shanghai Sharks, on the other hand, they're owned by your boy, Yao Ming. Oh, my boy. He owns the team? Yao Ming owns the team. Yao Ming played for the He's team. He's in the government, owns the team. He does everything. He played for the team in the 90s. That was his team coming up. Right. Shanghai Sharks. Won a national championship. Won, I mean, uh, national championship. League, league championship <laughs> one year. Went to the NBA. Wow. When he retired from the NBA, when he retired, came back, bought the team. Bought the team. Ballsy move. So now he owns the team. I go out to a game. We see Jimmer Fredette, former college basketball player. Former, former Sacramento King former lottery Sacramento pick. Former Sacramento King first round draft pick. Couldn't you make an entire like sh- a Chinese basketball team of King bus draft draft picks? Like yes, Jimmer. you can. I mean, Stauski could be there one day. Jason Thompson ben was there Nathamore. last year. I mean, yeah, Jason Thompson. Yeah, I mean, he's been there. We got a lot of guys. So I go to the game. Uh, Jimmer's the ma- so if you don't know Jimmer, Jimmer played college basketball, BYU. He was the leading scorer in all of college basketball, right? Right, he was. Yeah, right. he was. He was. He was scoring like thirty-five points a game or something. Then he goes to the NBA. He's a short white guy, so he's a step too slow, and he, so he can't play that's defense. Ra- that's racist. Uh, yeah. Did you watch well, the Super Bowl? Mormon's not, not a race. How many white wide receivers were there in there? Yeah, well, they're no, they. Give but it that's the it. The Patriots are racist. Oh, yeah, that's why true. they get the wide receivers. Whatever. Jimmy gets the NBA. He's too slow. Right, right. Code words are. Yeah, he's too slow. He's a possession receiver. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> he's a heady player. He's a heady. He knows player. where to be, but he just. He works really hard. He's a hustle. His foot speed. He's a hustle yeah. player. So he falls out of the NBA. Right. Goes to China. Does the exact same thing. He's scoring 50 points a game now in the CBA. Wow. So he's like the Steph Curry, really. He is the Steph Curry. This is his first year there. Um, the Shanghai's 28 and five. They're the top of the league. They're probably going to win the win the league again for the first time since. Do you have Ming. any other like guys we would know? Ah, uh, some black guy. I didn't know who he was. He was a French black guy. Oh, well. I couldn't tell. Um, and then the other team, they played Tianjin. They had a couple Americans, too, but I, I didn't know who they Does were. Does Marbury still play? 
Yeah, he plays in Beijing. Oh, is that the rival? Like Shanghai and Beijing rivalry? Well, Shanghai has been terrible for a very long time. This is their first year being good because of the hero, Jimmer Fredette. Is he going to be as popular soon in China as like... Yeah, he will. For real. He'll be the next Marbury. Like Jimmer's going to be a popular name. Yes, they'll name their kids Jimmer. (laughs) Yeah, like Tracy McGrady was back in the day. So I go to the game. First thing that becomes apparent, Jimmer scores like 50 points very often, Mm -hmm. right? But first thing he comes back, he has a green light to shoot whenever he wants. Right. I think he missed like at over 10 free throws. I mean, three points. Free throws. Oh, three three points. points. He missed maybe 15 threes, just kept chucking it up. He ended up with 35 points. Every time he hits a three, they play Teach Me How to Jimmer, which is the Teach Me How to Doogie, <laughs> but they rewrote it for Jimmer. They rewrote it? Yeah, or someone rewrote it. Is that it. a copyright issue? Like Someone rewrote it when he was at BYU. Oh, okay. They so snaked it, and now they're using it. So it's like, Teach Me How to Jimmer. Teach teach Me How to Jimmer. Every time he makes a three? Every time he hits a three, and the whole stadium is like, Teach Me How to Jimmer. All these Chinese people, Teach Me How to Jimmer. Teach, teach Me Did How to Jimmer. Did they start that at the beginning of the year, or did they wait until he caught fire? I, I have no idea. That's the first time I'm going to, but the place is in love with Jimmer. There's like paintings of him everywhere. I'll put pictures up on our yeah. Lost in America pod Twitter account. There's pic- paintings of him everywhere. They're selling his jersey. Uh, the place. Should have bought a jersey. Every other player, they're like, oh, they're saying the name in Chinese. Then Jimmer, they're like, end of three, Jimmer. It's like, teach me how to Jimmer. Teach, teach me how to Jimmer. It's an interesting question. Would you rather, not to interrupt, but like, would you rather have that career than be like a scrub in the NBA? Because like, yes, he's pretty cool. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I would. He's making one one point five million dollars a year. And that's all after taxes. Internationally, they report your after-tax income. Oh. So it's actually like a $2.5 million contract, to, you know? Right. But you're the star, and you're living in Shanghai, which is an awesome city. Yeah. You're not, I wouldn't do it if you're in some factory outside of Nanjing, you know? Right. But he's living in, in the downtown Shanghai, like this cosmopolitan, the Pearl of the Orient. The Pearl of the Orient, yeah, yeah. As they call it. And he can do. I mean, he's and he Mormon. can do his missionary work while he's there. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, he can, yeah. Technically illegal in China. So Is everyone going to become a Mormon? It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I know. Everyone becomes Mormon. So then, uh, and then also, his family's all sitting in the front row. Oh. So his mom, his dad, his wife are all there. Oh, right. I guess the he's not is, taking advantage of his celebrity with the ladies. No, he's not. He's Mormon. <laughs> his brother TJ, if you remember, sits behind him. TJ. TJ's an aspiring Mormon rapper. Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he was at college, he was like, he was his, he's his hanger on, you know, slash man, personal right. manager. Right. So he Slacking. lives in Shanghai, apparently. Oh, of course. Where you got to go where the prize is. <laughs> yeah, you got to go where the money is. So he's out there with Jimmer. They're killing it. Yes, I would take that life. Oh, so then I get to the game. Beers, I go to get a beer. Storm Shoe and I get a beer. A dollar and a dollar fifty for a beer. I was doing the math in my Storm head. Storm shoe drinking game. Every time you say Storm shoe, this episode. Everyone drink, drink people. So we get it's a bottle. They sell Qingdao beer for ten RMB, which is like a dollar twenty, a dollar fifty, right? Right. So dollar fifty beers, not bad, right? Right. Then it was thirty dollars to get into the game. Then they pour us the beer. Turns out you cannot. It's a tall can, so it's like a sixteen ounce. Right. Can't take the can inside. Because of fighting and uh, the history <laughs> of fans throwing bottles at players. Right. You can look it up on YouTube. I'll even share some of this on YouTube. There are some of the craziest brawls at Chinese basketball games, especially towards like foreign players getting in, in fights it's, with Chinese this players. This is like, because everyone thinks like, uh, like first of all in America, everyone gives like Philadelphia Eagles fans a bad rap. Because we oh. threw snowballs at a guy once Please. and boots Santa Claus. These guys throw batteries. People talk about like soccer hooligans and they make it all like it's a soccer hooligan culture, which there is a huge shot. But it's also, I just think like 
I don't know. It seems like America. We're very mellow. Early. Totally mellow. And like the yeah. rest of the world is just fucked up with these sports. When they get like they get nuts. Well, not only do they it's get not, this nuts. is not soccer. This is basketball. But yeah, and you'll see the players. Half of them have been in the military. That right. means they all know kung fu. Right. So they're fucking karate kicking people. <laughs> is Jim ready for this? Is TJ gonna? Is TJ take a bullet for him? It's TJ like a, is a puss. Yeah. Oh, TJ a was wearing sunglasses inside, and he had slick so back hair. So if a brawl hair. breaks out with yeah. pants. Wow. So. I honestly, I'll share the videos. There's a video of Georgetown University a couple years ago went over to play a Chinese team. Uh huh. In the middle of the game, a brawl breaks out. The Chinese players pick up what, chairs. Iverson wasn't playing. No, maybe it's a tribute to Iverson. This is like two years ago. <laughs> the players, the, the Chinese players, pick up chairs and are folding chairs, literally throwing them across the court, right. trying to hit the Georgetown players. Guys are running in with like flying kicks, like Daniel Sun kicks. <laughs> Just blasting these guys. I have to be honest. Fans are sorry. Fans are throwing cans and bottles down at all the players. It's like the Malice in the Palace, but like once a week. What team was that? Georgetown. No, I mean what? What Chinese team? Oh, I don't know. Middle of I, that is my team. Oh, that's your new that's team. That's my team. I, my right, favorite we'll team figure. is Syracuse, and everybody who throws chairs at fucking Georgetown players. <laughs> yeah. That team. I love that team. I gotta all right, find we'll out. figure out who figure they out are. I'm adopting that team, and we're gonna do a pod there one day. Nice. <laughs> we'll do. We'll go to a home game. We'll do a home game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the game I went to, it was it was tame. No one was throwing anything. People do yell intense, like intense slurs at the coaches and players on the team. Right. It's like everybody's like a pussy. They're yelling out, "Hey, you fucking pussy!" and in uh, Chinese, you know. Right, right. And then they yell, and then the minute they yell, like it, like it's not that big of a stadium, maybe like four thousand seats, five thousand right. seats. So the, half the time, the coaches and players like look back at them, and then they sit down real quick. To try to get noticed. Do people notice. bring kids to the games? Yeah, there's kids everywhere. Just, it's just a cultural thing. You're like, yo, pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's kids. I was like, come on, there's kids, you know? Yeah. But um, they're fine with it. So, oh, and then the announcer, the announcer at the game, this has got to be a Shanghai thing because Shanghai is like the LA of China. Right. You know, it's like cosmopolitan, blah, blah, blah. So the announcer is a white guy. Right. But he announces all in Chinese. He's 100% fluent in Chinese. The most you fluent this job. This guy's more fluent than I am. I would love to do this job. The more fluent that most fluent uh, like foreigner I've ever seen in Chinese. Uh, he's doing the play like the in-game announcing like defense, defense, and like that guy like right. Jeremy that with the shot like Chu La Ba with the shot, you know. And um, he's so he's like a star. He has a. Um, his, his shirt says blood in, blood out on it. I no idea why. He's running <laughs> around. He's doing t-shirt cannons. But, but they don't have cannons. They have like a slingshot. Right. And he keeps screwing up the slingshot. <laughs> and this is why, because we were trying to debate if this guy was born in China. Right. Because if you're like in like 25. What is he slingshotting? Like a hot like dog? T-shirts. T-shirt. Oh, okay. But he screws it up. He keeps screwing it up. And like, so we were like a storm shoe. And Drew Franklin and I were trying to figure out, was this guy born in China? Because a lot of, like, your parents get moved there right. 20 years ago, 25 years ago. You just grow up there. He spoke that fluent level of Chinese. Wow. And so we couldn't tell. We couldn't tell. Then he goes out. He does the slingshot. Slingshot. He messed it up once. Messed it up twice. And then he gets, like, so embarrassed. He just takes him and just starts throwing him out. Throwing him. <laughs> and that's when we realized, like, yes, he was born there. Because that's, like, a very losing face Chinese thing to do. Right. A foreigner we would, like, laugh him. it we off. We gotta get him on the pod. We yeah, oh yeah, we got it. If he comes over, yeah. So he's like second biggest star at the game to Jimmer. Everybody's right. freaking out, loving this guy. Game ends. We walk out of the stadium. And we're going out like the normal exit with all the fans. Like look over, standing next to us, that guy. Oh, and he just 
He doesn't get to go down, like, into the tunnel and out with the team. He just goes up. Is this a job or he, volunteer work? No, I, mean, I don't know, but he literally walks up the bleachers and just comes out with you, looks over. He knows Storm Shoe. Oh. And it turns out he knows all of us because he comes to the comedy club. Oh, my God. We definitely have him on. I didn't yeah. know this part. So he's like, Storm. Storm's like, oh, hey, man. Good job doing the game announcing. He's like, oh, thanks a lot. Uh, Look around. Everyone's like, oh, hey. But, like, no big deal. He just hops out, gets on the subway with us. Oh, wow. Goes home. So how old is this guy? Probably twenty five. Oh, okay. I thought he was like know. I thought he was like some older guy who's been like. No, no, he's like a young guy who's. Been I picture him like the guy who you were on the podcast from in China, who's been there since like the eighties. No, no, this is like a new guy. Pancakes. My dog is. Uh, I don't know. She can't get. She can't settle. Yeah, we're gonna get pancakes up. But anyway, okay. All right, so that's it. Jimmer's a star over there. He's making a million and a half dollars a year. They're selling his jersey everywhere. His posters are everywhere. He has a good life. Don't because just a few months ago, last year. He was in the D League. He was playing for the Rochester Knicks, make, making forty thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand yeah, dollars a year. Knicks. He was in the Spurs for like a second. Yeah, now he's making team. a million and a half bucks tax free. Yeah, he gets to play his game. Live in a world city. We'll have to check in on Jimmer and the Chinese scene. Yeah. Were you here for the Kings Warriors game, or you were still in China for that? No, I was Great. in China, but uh, I was very excited. So that big, was our Super Bowl. Big triumph, and then you lost Kings last night win, to the Bulls. But and then we lost to the Bulls. <laughs> but okay, so let's talk a little season two. Season two. Before we get to the news, let's talk season two. Big things coming up. We got, um, got? is it true, is Blue Shirt gonna come back? You're a moron. We're gonna get Blue Shirt because, well, look, I've got some, I've got some birdies out there who have some, some they, they're, they're Pulse and City Hall. Nice, and wait, City Hall? City Hall, because rumors, I'm, I'm hearing things that Blue Shirt is really putting feelers out. He wants to, one day down the road, run for mayor. Of? Of New York City. That's of New York, what, yeah, of the Big Apple. Yeah. He's so, not happy with our current mayor situation? He's not, and I think he wants to, Get involved. So I think he's going to start to use us. We got to be on the look for this. He's going to the way Donald Trump used Howard Stern. Blue shirt's <laughs> going to use us. Yeah. So we got to save the tapes. Wow. He says. So that's going to catapult our pod. Oh yeah, yeah. You if know, blue is, shirt, if we're blue shirts lackeys. Yeah. So we'll have him on. I know we have. Where does he fall? What side of the aisle does he fall on? I don't want to want to speak for blue. I don't. Want or to, mayors don't have to. Mayors can. Mayors can be. You just run as a mayor. Can be run as well. You got to be a party unless you run as an independent. But I don't think you do in California. You don't run as a party. You well, just you run got, as a mayor. No, you're not York, allowed to. Yeah. Well, Bloomberg ran as a Republican and then he became an independent afterwards. Okay. So you know. Well, I know, there's a couple things. We I know. think Blue's got some ideas to build a wall around certain sections of New York City. <laughs> so. he's, he's definitely not going to fix the subway because we know he doesn't like the subway. Right, right. That, he yeah. says if you're a true American, you don't ride the subway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow, I'm excited. We got to get him on too. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to hear his platform. Yes, exactly. The Blue Shirt platform. Mayor Blue. All right. Well, Coming that's in season it. two. So. Season two. We also got Audrey Murray is going to come back. Audrey, you remember her from season one? She's in love with Russian men, but you can't find the right one. So, she's going to come back. We got a dating episode to do with her. Right. It's going to be huge. To, are we going to get her Russian men? No, gonna... no, no. It's going to be big. Because remember, like, the live episode, which oh, right. we did. Everyone hated it. I mean, people loved it, but no one listened to it because you weren't on. Well, I think we had... There was a lot of backlash because of the fact that you didn't know who Al Haig was. And I just found... I couldn't get over that. I, mean. I don't know. I kept getting mixed up with this guy, Ben Haig. This guy <laughs> opened for in Vermont a couple months ago doing comedy. I mean, you were alive in the 80s. He was... Uh, I don't know who Did Al Did you ask Haig your is? brother? No, I haven't asked anybody. No, you know, ask Al your Haig. brother until he knows who Al Haig is. Okay, so we'll get to Al Haig. He'll be in... See- Can we get him on the pop? I don't know if he's still alive. I think he's still alive. <laughs> right. we'll get all- is he a comic or something? <laughs> Like an old time cat skills? No, he was like the secretary. Of, was he the secretary of defense or secretary of state under Reagan? What? And, then, 
I think the one he was like the acting president when Reagan got shot, basically. <laughs> How would anyone the Secretary know? Secretary of State, right? Yeah. Uh, how would anybody know that? I don't did you know. Did you history? <laughs> Al Haig, please. Uh, All right, we'll I, get him on the pod. We'll He'll get him on the pod. Two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll get him on the pod. <laughs> he might want to run for mayor against Blue if he's still maybe, in the politics. Maybe, maybe. We'll get Mick Macalaco in there. Running for mayor. Okay, well, he, he needs a new district because he got iced out of El Dorado Hills. <laughs> so out. maybe he'll come to New York. But, um, okay, so yeah, that, that one episode that no one listened to. Right. Because Cap wasn't on. That's fine. We got these. Our, we, our audience is Cap or nothing. I listened to that episode. I enjoyed it because I was like, there was no moments where I was listening it to being like, oh, I should have said that. Or, uh, it was like, great. I had no. Sure. Nothing to pick apart. So anyway, <laughs> during that episode, one of the shining moments. Right. Was when we talked about old uh, dating moves that friends of mine used to do in Sujo in the early 2000s. Moves like the tickle fight, fake push into the lake move. Right? I like that move. That was, that was impressed me because there's a little skill to that. That's a great move. You got to set it up right. You got to run that. That's like not a simple offense. You got to execute that. Yeah, you got to first. You got to find the lake. Because if you screw it up, you could eat, a you could. That uh, you could actually fall in the lake and then it's <laughs> yeah. disaster. Yeah. If you do it with too much force, then you've sexually assaulted her. True. So you got to have the fine balance of like, if there's, you didn't listen, I don't know if you want to explain. There's a but, sweet spot right yeah, in the yeah. middle that you got to hit. The move, if you, I mean, go please go back and listen. But if you don't listen, whatever. The move is you take a girl out. This mid two thousands, early two thousands. <laughs> you take a girl out to the lake in Suja. Go for a walk. You go for let's hey let's have first date let's have a walk around the lake. Now, let's preface this by saying at that time, most Chinese women didn't know how to swim. <laughs> so, it adds a little danger. It doesn't help your defense for sexual assault. <laughs> no, but it adds, it, it adds to the move. You know that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> they'd walk them along the lake. They'd walk, my friends would walk these girls along the lake. At some point, they'd fake push them into the lake. They'd take them and go <laughs> a little, a light shove. Right. Right? See, I think it's better if you sort of like... Not push, but you stumble into them or accidentally knock into them. So it's more of a no. You do. You go. Hey, hey. You want to go for a swim? And you do a little fake shove. Oh, okay. Uh, but a slight shove. Right. A slight shove. <laughs> and then right as they're about to fall in. Right. Here's the key. You got to pull back. Right. You pull them back, and when you pull them back, the force of gravity brings them back into your body. Right. And you right? got to grab them by the right. You don't want to grab them by the pussy. You do you not know, want to do know, that. You gotta grab them by the right, this, accept, an acceptable part. Ironically, of the body. this was probably about the time that Trump was grabbing people by the pussy, <laughs> right. right around the 2005 era. That era was just a anything time. goes. Anything that back then. Yeah. And so you pull them back in. Now you can't be a Butterfingers. You can't be uh, Al Lofton, one of those Buffalo Bills receivers. James Lofton, mid nineties. Al Haig. <laughs> Al Haig was a tight end. Because you got to be able to pull them back. You pull them back. Once you pull them back, then that's when the tickle fight begins. Because they're right, you know, body on body. Tickle fight. <laughs> oh, the move goes together. It goes together. It's a tickle oh, fight. Wow. And then the tickle fight, obviously, always <laughs> naturally turns into a makeout. And then job done, you know? Job done. Wipe your fingers. Whatever. Go home. Wipe your fingers and go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's after something else. But, yeah. Um, the, so, <laughs> we told this story on the live, the live pod. Right. I didn't want to give credit to the person who did it because we were worried they might not want credit. Right. Day after... Huge blowback. Blowback. All these guys are upset that they did not f- get full name credit for their... For so the more... It's like the radio. More people are claiming to be invented this move. It wasn't like one... Everyone claimed one. they invented it. Now, and plus, they all said, we have more. We have way more. All these other... Uh, they had the leave them at Tom's bar uh, trick. Leave them the, at uh, Tom's bar? Uh, they'll explain it later. <laughs> they had the three towers is one of the moves. They had all these different moves. So they've said, we want to tell the moves on the pod. We said, Audrey's looking for a right. date. 
these guys are looking for a girl because clearly they're all still single. Right. But what I find interesting, and I, this is what we'll learn with Audrey, is that you know they, they're running an offense in China. It's kind of like Chip Kelly. They were yeah. running this great college. This is a college game in China. I don't know if sure. it's gonna, I mean, Audrey, come over here. She's American. But she lived in China. She lived in China, so it's, it's a good Well, transition. one of them already asked. Right. I want to see if this can work in the big. So we're going to get them all together. Right. We're going to call them. We're going to do a dating show episode, hopefully next week. We'll see, we'll see where that can materialize. But very soon on episode. Oh, they're going to be on the phone. On season two. We're going to call the them. the budget to fly them all in? No, we're not going to fly them <laughs> in. We're going to call them all. And one of them has already asked, does she speak English? And I said, yes. And he goes, oh, my moves don't work as well. Oh, yeah. So, so you got my point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know? that's like the option. It doesn't work the speed of the game. Exactly. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. So we got three yeah. or four of them coming on the pod. All right. That's going to be exciting. exciting. Right? So, all right. Should we get to the news? Get to the news. Let's do it. Start with Teddy. That's first thing in the news. I thought the biggest news is that I got a pair of joggers. What are I, what are? Oh, you mean from the millennial? Osama Sadiq said that's what millennials are wearing. I, I was at the. I had a very like. Uh, I was with my mom shopping, which never happens. Okay. She was in town, and I was trying to buy me something. I was like joggers. I, I walked by him, and anyway, that's which are basically like sweatpants. It's right? like jean sweatpants. I don't know. I probably look ridiculous wearing them. Do you have them now? I'm not wearing them right now. So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put them. On, I'll put a picture on the pod if people want to see. Nice page. We do want to see. But uh, what, what, you have other news you want me to no, talk about? No. Let's. I've, first news is: Did Teddy get into uh, kindergarten? Did he qualify for the elite? What are they called? Elite class. Well, look, he didn't fail, okay? Good. That's can we, All right. Do I have to talk about the rest? Yes, tell the story. <laughs> what happened? What happened? All right, so we had this day. It was, was it it was a Saturday? It was circled on the calendar. It was a Saturday, and uh, Randy was took Ruby out, and Teddy and I were going to do this big adventure, I told him, and we get up to go. To we, go take a test to qualify for Well, kidding. first we go to walk pancakes outside, and there's a big um, uh, rooster outside our window. Good. That was exciting, and it was because it's for the Chinese New Year. You're the celebrating it. Yeah, they had the the rooster. They had the cock out, as they call it. Right? Yeah. So you, you, the, Get your cock out. <laughs> when we had a drunken conversation here in China, <laughs> and you were yell, yelling that I was the cock. Yeah. So, um, you know, we start off with a little education. A little, he sees the rooster. He learns about Chinese New Year. He wasn't that interested because he says, I'm not Chinese, but whatever. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's like, this is good. Now we're going to go take a test. Yep. Step two of our culture all day. And uh, he's like, no, I want to go to the car wash. I said, well, we're going to take a test first. He you want to go to the car wash? We're going to stop at a school. I promised him we'd go to the car wash. That's always exciting. Kids love going to the car wash. <laughs> okay. So uh, I said, no, first let's stop. We're going to stop at the school. We're going to take a little test. We're going to see how smart you are. And he just started freaking out. No, I don't want to take a test. I don't want to take a test. Take a test to see how smart you are. Yeah, and he's crying. At, and, and I totally screwed it up. Like, I've talked to other parents who, like, knew how to sell, like, um, Sell it to their kid. Wait, he didn't know before that he was taking a test? Well, I mean, when we took out these practice questions, he was interested in them, and I had this puzzle game that I bought that that I was really into playing, so I was like, he'll be interested in these things. Okay. He's good. I know, he likes he likes school, and I, I don't know, I didn't really think about it. I didn't really think it'd be so drat, but he just lost it, and, uh, you know, I was thinking, well, what am I... I'm going to show up at the school. I don't know what to do. And they called us to confirm. It's Wait, like, you're here in the apartment. I'm still here. Yeah. And, and he's, he's freaking out. He doesn't want to go. And they call. 
and they were to confirm, and then I just was like, forget it. You know, we're not going to go. And then you can't just get out of this test. Wait, you decided you weren't going to take the test? I just said, forget it. He's freaking out. It's He's in pre-K. Do I even want him to go to some gifted program where he's with a bunch of dorks? Yeah, actually, that's uh, you know, true. And, yeah. like, it's not in the neighborhood. It's in Rosewood Island. He's got to take, like, a boat to get there or something. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. So... Uh, gotta they call and they don't let you with the hook. They say you gotta write a letter of why you're not taking the test, which is like... Of why you're, wait, who decides that? <laughs> the Department of Education. I don't so know. So everyone has to take the gifted test? No, no, everyone who signed up for it, then to not take it. Yeah, or you're like, go to the back. Are they gonna take your kids away? Your delinquent yeah. parent? I don't know what to do. So I was feeling like a real failure. So I was like, Teddy, we're gonna go to a museum instead. We're gonna do something. Because I wanted to like subconsciously prove that like he's smart enough for gifted. And Wait, so he didn't take it? He didn't take it. No. That's the short of it. <laughs> this Teddy did not take the test. He didn't take the test. So he didn't a lot fail. of build up. He didn't fail. Yeah. He's over, undefeated. Undefeated. He's not lost on a test. Oh no. Oh no. Instead, we went to the Hall of Science in in uh, in Corona, Queens, on the way there, because again to a museum, this is like, you know, you're walking around, it's a lot of effort. I was like, I saw an empanada place, I get very excited when I see something that I think is like a really authentic uh, food experience. Yeah. It's a very Colombian area. Stop there. He throws the exact same fit to get out of the car. I don't want to go to Yeah, because he's like, if this worked to get out of a test, yeah. it'll work so to I get out dug of a in. empanada. I dug in, and I said, we're going inside. I need to eat. Let's go. And you know what? I proved. What? My priorities are to my stomach more than to my children's education, because I got him to get out of the car, stop crying, go <laughs> in, and he actually ate an empanada. He, I was shocked, because he never goes <laughs> off of... He is not a cultural <laughs> adventure eater, but he he tried an empanada. He was dusting off his Spanish. Nice. He's learned in school. Well, he's gonna need that at his yeah, new school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he won't speak English. Well, he's where like, he's, he's going. Just rubbing it in that he's smart, that he speaks Spanish. To, he's like telling the girls, he's like ordering queso, and to the to the girls working there, they're loving him. Oh my gosh. And, uh, exactly. He's and he told me he said, "I speak Spanish. I speak Russian." He goes, I speak Ooh, French. Audrey Murray. Yeah, I said, Teddy, say some French to me. He goes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> He doesn't speak Portuguese. He's, that's what he goes, Portuguese. Portuguese. So he says he can't go to Brazil. It's the only country he's not going to go to in South America. Okay. Uh, but he's like sitting there, rattles off facts about the whole world, but yet, you know, and we're doing everything else. We got him in a chess class. I'm doing the whole nine yards and all the stupid overprogramming hey, of kids. the gifted and talented So yeah, he's going to be with the regular kids. Yes. He'll be the smart kid in the class. Perfect. That's and good for your, uh, uh, that's good for your self-esteem. It'll be better in life. You don't want to peak too early education-wise. No. So, you don't. And we, went to, and we learned a lot at the museum. I was very checked in. I was like determined to like be a good day of like, this is what you do when you're like upper middle class, which I'm not, but I want to pretend to be. <laughs> New York City intellectual type and go to the museum with the kids. You good. feel almost like a divorcee. That's what like, like a Woody Allen movie, you take your kids when you have them on the weekends and then you see them. <laughs> yeah, that's what you felt like. <laughs> like a little bit, but you know, it was a good day. He failed the test, but you know, let's check in <laughs> with you now. Do you have health insurance? That's what I want to know. The, okay, <laughs> so the answer for my Obamacare saga. Yes. Let's back up a little. Uh, two weeks ago, I got an email from them saying that I did not qualify for Obamacare. Right. Meaning I failed... Just like Teddy, I failed. Right. But my test was to have free health insurance. Right. No, not going to happen because they free said health. that I didn't, or discounted or whatever, they said that I didn't turn in um, some paper on time. Now, the paper, when I left New York on January 3rd, I problem. gave it to <laughs> Sir Michael Ira Mordecai Kaplan 
to fax in. The only way they needed it by January 4th, I was leaving the country, the only way they could get it was by fax. And I was eager to do this task because I'm the only person I know who still faxes. Everyone wants you to scan everything, and I like the fax. I feel like it's easier. You're a big fax I'm a master of the fax. You and our accountant, Gary Sparks. Yes. Are the two people who enjoy faxing. Yes, I'm going to fax my returns to him when I get audited for for deducting your wedding. And so... uh, so I, I trust I entrust Kaplan to fax it in. I leave the country. I get an email two weeks. I t- ask Kaplan. He goes, yes, I sent it in everything on time. No problem. I get an email from the government two weeks later that says, you have failed to um, qualify for Obamacare because you, you never sent in that paper. So what happened? I sent it in. Um, I got a confirmation. I should have kept the confirmation, I realize now. Sure. Although it's just a pa- – all the confirmation says in the fax world is that you faxed papers. It doesn't say what was on them. But, um, okay. I because I did ask me. Do I you did have think about it afterwards. I wonder if I go through our fax history, I could probably find a confirmation for you. But I I did uh, think about it afterwards that you didn't give me a name or anything. I just sent it to this number. I didn't put like attention Tracy Morgan's cousin. Yeah, Tracy Morgan's cousin is my representative. So like it could have been some building. I don't know. It's like the government fax machine. Who knows how many things get printed? Or well, I was sweating bullets for a couple days, yeah. thinking I'm going to be dying in the street. Yeah, somewhere. Well, no Trump, help. President Trump's going to fix it. Don't worry. Okay, but then I email Tracy Morgan's cousin back. I say this is a mistake. Uh, Mordecai Kaplan did send it in. Sir Michael Iyer, you can listen to the pod. She listens to the pod. She gets back and she goes, my mistake, totally on my side of the table here, the mistake. She she files an appeal. Right. Just like people are doing now. Um, I don't know what court it got to. If it got to, if it was the guy in Washington who cleared me. The state of Washington, or if it went all the way up, or you know, she called Steve Bannon himself. Somewhere along the way, I got cleared. Oh, and now I'm back in, baby. You got Obamacare. I got Obamacare. All right. She hooked it back so up. You don't have to look both ways crossing traffic in this, this neighborhood. I can die. The, dri- the drivers here are crazy in Lyon City. I can swim in the East River, guilt-free. Wow. Take yes. Worry-free. Worry-free. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that Tracy Morgan's cousin hooked me up. So I got it, baby. I'm good. Wow, Life's sh- good. All right. Our hero of the week is Tracy Morgan's cousin. Hero of the week. Tra- hero of the year. It would have been better for the pot if you didn't have insurance, but you know. It would be. <laughs> but I'm it? good now. All right. What's and actually, I think to back up, when Gary Sparks called earlier in the pot, I think he was calling about my health insurance. Oh, where So he can just listen to this. Just to tell him listen to the pot. I don't have to, <laughs> to do talk it. to your parents anymore. So should we get to some Let's other get news? To some real news. The big news. The big news. The how I fell in love... With my sex doll. This oh. story comes to us all the way from the great country of Japan. Okay. Obviously. Right. There's right. Japanese. Where else in the world do old men fall in love with their sex doll? Well, this is, we have a picture of the guy. The comic books all, stores all around the country. He's, uh, I'd say 220 pounds, 5 foot 5. He's got a nice thing. looking shirt there. It's a good, uh, he's pushing her like she's a, like she's a. He has handy, his sex doll. He's pushing her in a, in a wheelchair like she's a handicapped sex doll. He has his sex doll in a wheelchair. Maybe she got injured. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Japanese man fell in love with his sex doll, but swears he's no dummy. <laughs> Sinjai Nakajima, 61, 61 years old, of Tokyo, says he got so fed up with complicated human relationships right. that he coupled off with, with a coupled off with a life-size rubber doll to avoid heartache. She never betrays me, he says. I'm tired of modern, rational humans. They are heartless. This is what he says. Wow. Right? Yeah. He would not have been a, fa- a fan of the... Uh, the uh, Woman's March on Washington a couple weeks ago. Yeah, was there a sex dolls march? I have no idea. The married, he's married. The married father of two oh. bathes the doll, who he names Seroi, 
takes her shopping and sleeps next to her every night. So here's the problem though, because I mean, first of all, this is definitely, this is a preview of what's coming in our future, right? Well, they're gonna be like robots though. Everyone's worried about the population expanding, like, oh, we have seven and a half billion, next we're gonna have, right now we have seven and a half billion people, I was at some museum in Shanghai, they told us that, oh. and you can watch the count go up, and it's like nerve-wracking, because it's like millions and millions every day, right? But right. Th it's gonna level off and then go down, because pretty soon people are gonna be married to robots. Right. There's no, you, you're not gonna be reproducing. Guys, the robots will learn to reproduce, though, eventually. Do we think that's gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> <Start out there. laughs> you're gonna impregnate a robot? Uh -huh. People like our Mr. Sinjai Nakajima are, there's going to be more of him in the future, right? Right. Who are like, screw this, screw humans. You I'm can't really, throwing a robot in the lake is a problem because they <laughs> the fake, destruct. Fake really, robot in the lake? You're throwing, you're well, threatening their lives. If you look at him, maybe he's doing that move right, right. now. The picture that our audience can't see is him pushing her around the lake. <laughs> around the lake? Yeah, he maybe. might be doing that. Is that a Japanese move too? Maybe he's gearing up for a tickle fight. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably this, uh, she's a very petite uh, sex doll, and he's a big man, and I just, I don't know, I think he should be a little more realistic <laughs> in who he chooses. He should get a fat sex doll? Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like masturbating to, like, a magazine you you found, like, it's not, you can, come, come up with a storyline that's at least believable if you're going to have this fake I think, relationship. Here's how I'm, I'm predicting the future. It's going to swing all the way to people get sex dolls that look like this girl here. Right. She's, she's a very attractive sex doll. So let's, let's, let's start with that. And then <laughs> it's going to flip back. Oh. And people are going to, you know what, I want a little more realism in my fake person. Right. Like, especially if you're drunk, you might want to have <laughs> sex doll. People have a little too much to drink. <laughs> you know, you want to simulate what life would be like you if you could girl. talk to people. Yes. Yeah, or man. Or maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess there'll be sex dolls. Do women? This is a good, brings me a good question. When girls are drunk, do they bang fat guys too? I mean, how do you think? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, does it work both ways? Does it work? I think it does. I think that's. I think it does definitely works both ways. I think that's how like most hooking up hat works. <laughs> oh, really? I think that's the entire way it works. Yes. Because everyone's yeah. Does it work with robots or sex dolls? It will in the future, I guess. Uh, Just yeah. give me the give me the large one. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Well, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll 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 circle back to this when robots are more prevalent in our society. All right, next story. This one, I believe. Oh, this comes to us from Taiwan, the uh, Tai Two land of Tai Two. Yes, right. These funerals are truly bizarre. Is the headline? This is written by Michael Kaplan. Yes. Do you know him? Yes, that is me. I also moonlight for the New York Post. Yes. All right. So some I get people sent his articles a lot because people think I wrote them. So they don't. They sent me a good one for the pod. So this says this is from January 9th of uh, this year. To some people go quietly into the night. Others are sent off by dozens of scantily clad pole dancing strippers. That's how I want to go. This is a story about funerals happening in Taiwan where they hire strippers to come to the funeral. What do you think about this? Are the strippers for the guests? Or like, who are they for? Like to comfort. I think it was the dying wish of the of the dead the dead man. <laughs> but what, like, do, what do the strippers do at the funeral? Like, are they there to? Well, this is a last month after a Taiwanese politician passed away at the age of seventy six. Very respected man in the community. His son had a dream in which Hassang. Oh, the guy's name is Tung Hassang. When Hassan requested something hilarious for the funeral. So this actually came in a dream of his son. Oh, okay. A premonition. Right. A vision. Right? Okay. And ever faithful, the son's faithful to his father's wishes right. in his dream. Uh, he came through with the dream about requests, providing 50 ladies <laughs> polishing poles with their bodies. 
It's like a funeral is merging with a bachelor party. It is, very, yeah. Not a bad move. No, I mean, you want to... Well, people guess, are allowed to drink at funerals now, yeah, right? Yeah, one needs to pick me up. People used to say a funeral, it's so depressing. Now the hip thing to do is like, no, we're honoring them. That we're honoring. Well, the like, dead. is it an open know. casket? Like, does the guy get one last? I mean, I'm sure the his <laughs> one wife, last lap dance. I'm sure his wife won't be upset if he his widow if he gets a lap dance. I mean, know. if you can't have it at that stage, <laughs> what point of your life can you? Yeah, put a little whipped cream on her. <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting concept. We should try that. I don't know if that'll work in America. Fifty but. ladies is a lot, though. Are they wearing black? Like, do they wear like a shiva outfit? They actually are. Yeah, they're wearing black. Like a little thing over their face. They're and... respectful. Okay. Um, it's good because, like, I'm not allowed to be within six feet, as we discussed, of a dead body. Come Kohen. But, oh yeah. Um, I could instead talk to the strippers because they're alive. <laughs> it would give you entertainment for the funeral. Yeah, the Kohens can't be near. The... Yeah, we need something to do. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get a movement going. And bring so that I here. say I'm pro. I think this is maybe we have two heroes. We should start a side business in America and try that out. I think so. Yeah. Give me some more heroes. All right, another hero. Man mauled to death by tigers at Ningbo Zoo after scaling wall to avoid paying for a ticket. That is that's I just kind of respect that. I wildly respect. That. Yeah, he was he was. Um, what, what, what was his uh, reasoning? He just didn't have any money? There was wild on him? Or this is like something he... Didn't have money. Um, I mean, a man was mauled to death by tigers in front, of, in front of his wife and kids at a zoo in Ningbo. Ningbo's a city in China. On Sunday, after allegedly <laughs> climbing into the enclosure by mistake while trying to avoid paying for an entrance ticket. Oh, I thought he was with a friend of his. Well, he's with a friend... Yeah, here's a picture of him with his friend right here. Oh, so they went off. They were like, we're going to do it, and the wife was going to watch? Yeah, because the wife and kids, he said, you guys, we got enough money, I guess, for you to pay. You go to the entrance. Wait, the kid's probably getting free or something. But here, if you look, he's not, it's like It's expensive he's, to take your kids to the zoo. It, it's up. not cheap these days, yeah. right? So he's looking for a back entrance. Right. I don't think he actually knew that that was the tiger right. uh, preserve. And how much does it cost to go to the zoo in China? I mean... You I don't just, know. Maybe. You were just at Disney World. You must. Uh, it's a. I mean, Disney World was fifty dollars a well, person. It's less than that. So it's less than that. It's got to be like forty bucks. <laughs> right. Well, every dollar counts. Maybe he just wanted to get a more authentic experience at the zoo. We just like, <laughs> maybe that's true. Or maybe, and we should look into this because if if this is the case, we should probably start a, a fund for these these uh, brothers of ours. Maybe these two guys have a podcast and. They hit a certain number of downloads, and the challenge was to, to <laughs> climb yourself into the zoo, and uh, you know maybe they maybe they hit the yeah, download number. And I'm just gonna leave us out, throw this out there. If we have to do this with the Bronx Zoo or something, you're going first. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> well, that, no, because here's the thing. Yeah, as you said, he goes first. It's two guys. Right. Who decide to do it. One guy goes first, tries to run through all the tigers, gets eaten to death. <laughs> like it's like a video game. And then. The second guy decides, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. He right. doesn't go. Right, he's up there watching. Yeah, he just lays, hangs back. All right, last part of this story, and then we'll get out of here. The tigers ate the guy, and then the people at the zoo shot the tigers. And now oh, everyone boy. in China, mirroring a story that happened last year in America, everyone in China hates the dude because they killed the tigers. Hates the living, the guy who survived. And the guy who died. I hate the guy died. They're like, they're not gonna. He's not gonna get a funeral with strippers. He is not getting a funeral with strippers. Here's a, like a someone online says a fucking idiot climbs over two walls into a tiger's home and a tiger gets shot and killed for doing what is natural. How is that fair? I asked 
Everyone I asked and tried about, they're all against it. They're all yeah. pro-tiger, anti-human. That makes me happy because that shows that how our countries are more similar than we thought. See? We, we can all get along. We all... Yeah. I mean, that story was... That gorilla, right? Was it a gorilla last year? But this is actually... The difference in this story, and this guy's worse, is that that was a child who fell in, and you had to save the child. This is even worse, because this is an idiot human who fell in. Yes. And, was already, and he was trying to snake his way out of a $20 ticket to a zoo. Why did they shoot the tiger if he already killed the person? Maybe you know, in the middle of the process, they didn't know he was dead, or... I don't know. At some point, you just get excited and you shoot yeah, the tiger. Definitely, you know, you give like a 21 gun or whatever salute to military. Whatever the salute, you get like a, uh, there's going to be like a stripper salute funeral soon. Maybe the tiger gets, gets strippers. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. The, tiger, the tiger gets strippers. Give the tiger female the strippers. Female tiger. <laughs> male, well, I don't know what, kind, what, you know, this could be a female tiger, but it could, yeah. could be a lesbian tiger. Opposite too. sex tiger or whatever. Yeah. It's 2017, yeah. same everything, sex. Everything. <laughs> oh, that's it. Wow, good. Is this friend taking these photos we're looking at? Of him being bald? Oh this friend's like got a good shot of him. Oh no! Yeah, that's 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 rough. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's a weird way. To we're ending on a real. <laughs> He's just being torn by limbs. We're looking at pictures of him being yes. torn apart. We need to have a, a visual pod here so we can. And uh, I know we're in talks to get animated. This looks some good. Uh, we do. We have talks to get animated. I got an update for that. We'll do it next week. Uh, that's all. Cap. Next week. Season two begins. Ikram's coming back. Blue shirt's coming back. Really Audrey Murray's two. coming back. We got guests from movies like The Fighter. Yes. Movies like Iron Man. We got people coming in from everywhere. We yeah. got big names. We're pumped. I'm I, pumped. I gotta get out of here because it's. I'm looking at the clock. I gotta run to pick up Teddy from Hebrew to bring him to Hebrew school. I gotta take him from regular school, bring him to Hebrew school. Nice. He's gonna. I'm gonna pick him up and he's gonna be telling me about how he learned about hunchback whales. And I'm gonna walk him over to a place where they're gonna. He's gonna learn that like a whale can eat a person and they can survive. Who needs gifted, so, and talented? <laughs> so you know, I'm teaching him the entire, all the whole education sphere here. And uh, yeah, who needs it? Let's, let's get lost. Let's get. Let's get lost. Get out of here. Hey, Mighty Quinn, what's up? Can you teach me how to jimmy? Well, sit back and relax and just let this thought simmer. Cause it seems that these days, even Utah fans be gushing. And a you, 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 your old man crushing. Okay, Jimmy for death. Hey, nothing but net. Crazy. Seeing the days, no defense can phase. 30 footers he raises, always amazes. Nothing but praise. TJ taught him in phases. Boy, is the truth. How do you know? Cause Nelly said it. He's the real King James. What should I do? Just forget it. Dead it. POIs come and go, handle your business. Supposedly the best. What you talking about, Willis? Don't be talking trash, cause you know that he's a winner. So Trevon, Darius, Kawhi, and Jigger, get jibbered. Get Even jibbered. while Bill be blushing like a portly pirate poet saying, I'm in love and I just don't care who knows it. Teach me how to jimmer. Teach me, teach me how to jimmer. jimmer. Teach me how to jimmer. Teach me, teach me how to jimmer. Everybody jimmer. Everybody jimmer. Everybody jimmer. You ain't messing with the jimmer. With the Jimmer. His mother named him Jimmer. He likes to bring the hammer. He kinda does a shimmer, but he's not much of a jammer. Ride and shout, they sing. He's got you on a string. He's not much in the bling except for CTR rings. Stopping, popping, dudes blowing your mind. Drop a dimes or even just get into the line. No comeback needed. When Jimmer's on the floor, he's ahead of the game. Bam.
sandstorm in the court. Fellas think they can stop from talking trash. Now you got your wish, ball don't lie. What you just heard was a swish. Nothing comes out when they move in the lips. Just a, just a, just a, just a bunch of gibberish. They all love him, man, woman, and child. Cause the 40 point games, it be driving them wild. Best believe it's getting 50 nifty with the shifty flow. Houston, Vegas, Provo, welcome to the Jimmer Show. Teach me how to Jimmer. With the gym, teach me how to gym, teach me, teach me how to gym, teach me how to gym, teach me, teach me how to gym. I said, everybody gym, everybody gym, everybody gym. You ain't messing with the gym. Jimmer's in the game, now you really wish you wasn't. Now he's hitting trades for dead about a cousin. Numbers don't lie, can't bet against the winner. Even Vegas sinners put the money on Jimmer. The fear's in your eyes, so step aside, Junior. Ricky Bobby couldn't handle this cougar. Put you in a stretcher, best believe you'll need a suture. Flying down the court, somebody yell, shooter. Forget Mountain Dew, I'm all jacked up on Jimmer. Best scorer in the world, check Kevin Durant's Twitter. Coast to coast, who loves the most, huh? Chuck Norris even has a Jimmer poster. 32, you're my hero. Yes, y'all heard me. Superman sleeps in a what? Jimmer jersey. Now what I'm about to say just might sound crazy. Can you be the Sarah gift for my baby? Teach me how to Jimmer. Teach me, teach me how to Jimmer. Teach me how to Jimmer. Teach me, teach me how to Jimmer. Hey, yo, I know y'all wanted me to do the hook on this, but um, <laughs> I can't let y'all leave me out on this teach one. Me <laughs> teach me, teach me how to Jimmer. Young Sim. Teach me how to Jimmer. Look, I know I'm a youth fan, but let me get a few bars. Never been a hater, I admit he a true star. Hardly agree when it comes to red and blue. But on the real, you can catch me doing the gym or two. Fade away, jump shot off the pick. Nice arc, 6-2 guard. He could take you off the dribble. Probably shouldn't foul his free throw is official. You could probably slow him down if you good with the officials. And one cause, man, I hardly heard a whistle. So the fans upset, water bottles to the rest. And I'ma keep it real, best guard in the West. West? P.O.Y., man, Jimmer for death. 